You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I'm really fascinated about longevity and, and try to live longer and basically also improve, improve the quality of life because all of us want to live longer, but doesn't make sense to live at 90 if in the last 20 years you will be in nursery home. So it's much more important to live until the end and be still functional and work and have fun and run marathon or do whatever you like to do. We decided to try to build a one number that we call it an inner age that can summarize all the markers that are related to longevity. That was Dr. Gil Blander. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Are you ready for Thanksgiving? I am so looking forward to this four-day staycation in New York City, Relaxing, refueling, and re-energizing with family and friends. Getting ready for a fun holiday season, and I'm starting to set my intentions for 2020. I am so thankful for you, my listeners, and all of your wonderful feedback and engagement on social and email. Okay, I'm very excited to dial you in to today's super visionary guest, Dr. Gil Blander, founder of Inside Tracker. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Mad Ritual CBD, my favorite hemp CBD recovery balm. They have an incredible Black Friday offer. You can buy three tins for $89, mix and match any blend, and the discount automatically applies at checkout. No code needed. You can also Buy one, get one 50% off by using their BOGO code at checkout. And last awesome thing, they are offering free same-day shipping. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality CBD-infused products. Their CBD balm is off the charts amazing. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100 plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, if you're sore from life, Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website, madritual.com, and use the code Marnie on the Move. Now, back to the episode. Ever since I interviewed Dr. David Sinclair on the podcast, 
I have been obsessed with the concept behind this game-changing company Inside Tracker and on a mission to integrate it into my health and wellness regime. Inside Tracker looks at blood biomarkers, DNA, and activity tracking data, and then gives recommendations on what food to eat, what supplements to take, and what lifestyle activities to adjust. There is also a very cool digital dashboard offering an inside look at your health and customized nutrition recommendations based upon your blood and DNA. This is the future of health and wellness happening now. And it has been in the works for 10 years because as we all know, nothing happens overnight. Longevity and aging have been a lifelong fascination for Dr. Gil Blander, beginning with the loss of a loved family member at a young age, which inspired his journey into science and his study of aging. Born and raised in Israel, Dr. Gil Blander went on to study at the Weissman Institute of Science in Israel, getting his PhD in biology. In 2002, he moved to Boston to join MIT for postgraduate studies of aging, joining the legendary Dr. Lenny Garante's lab, where he met David Sinclair. After studying at Lenny's lab for several years, he then joined the private sector, and in 2009, he had the idea of Inside Tracker with the goal of helping people live longer, healthier lives by better understanding what's happening inside their bodies. On today's episode, Dr. Gil Blander and I sync up about where his journey into science and the study of aging began, how you can discover your real inner age, and the key biomarkers you should be watching as you get older the ones you should watch if you're an endurance athlete or a busy executive and entrepreneur living in a high-stress environment. We do a deep dive into glucose, iron, vitamin D, and we talk about optimal versus normal levels and range and how our current doctors and healthcare system define normal. We also touch upon epigenetics and how understanding your DNA and biomarkers can impact your health and fitness goals and how Inside Tracker's team of nutritionists and geneticists can provide individualized diet, supplementation, and lifestyle recommendations to best optimize your health. And of course, we discuss the workouts and wellness routines that fuel Dr. Gil Blander for success. Inside Tracker is also offering a really awesome deal for Marnie on the Move listeners. 20% off upon checkout at insidetracker.com using the code CheersMarnie. They also have an amazing Black Friday sale kicking off Thursday, November 28th, Thanksgiving Day at 5.30 a.m. Pacific Time that extends through 11.59 Pacific Time on Monday, December 2nd. It is one of Inside Tracker's best offers of the year, offering $200 off the ultimate plan, 43 biomarkers, which is their most comprehensive offering, or 25% off any other plan. So head over to InsideTracker.com and sign up today. Now, on to the episode. I am so excited to have you on the show. Ever since I met David Sinclair, I've been fascinated with your company, Inside Tracker. I mean, I really believe it is truly the future of health and wellness, an essential component 
to longevity and aging. So tell me a little bit more about Inside Tracker, what it is, and what inspired you to launch this very cool company. Yes, yeah, so Inside Tracker is a personalized nutrition company. We are helping users to improve their health, wellness, and longevity using data from the inside their body. So we are looking at the blood biomarkers, we are looking at the, their DNA data, and we are looking at activity tracker data. And using all of that, we, are, we can give you a holistic picture of what's happening inside your body, what is good and what needs to be improved. And based on that, we are building a plan for you of what food you should eat more or less, what exercise you should do, and what should you do more or less, what supplement should you take or, so, or stop taking, and what lifestyle changes should you do in order, hopefully, to improve your uh, wellness and performance and hopefully live a longer, better life. It's a digital dashboard. It's online. And how does it work? Yeah, so yeah, it, you can call it a digital dashboard. We, I really like the, the say, it's not the device, but, but the advice. Mm-hmm. So I think that the most important part here is the, the advice that you, we are giving to our users. We are looking at a lot of data. So we're looking at uh, more than 40 blood biomarkers and hundreds of DNA markers and a lot of data from activity tracker. We are combining it all together. And uh, at the end of the day, we are coming to you with the four most important interventions that you should do in order to improve yourself. Obviously, you can then drill down the, a deeper. And I see the platform as an onion. So the outer layer of the onion is we're asking you a few questions and using the, all the information that I mentioned, and then you receive a, a four intervention that are best for you, really tailored for you, personalized for you. Then you can come and say, oh, okay, but I don't like intervention one or four. So then we can allow you to expand it to a 20 best for you, and you can choose from those 20 what are the four or five or 10 that you would like to adopt. And then you can go even deeper and uh, look at a specific biomarker, let's say uh, blood glucose, and then we can give you a, a specific intervention that are not holistic for all the body, but very specific for blood glucose. So basically, you can zoom in and out and decide, now I want to uh, focus on a goal that's called overall health. So basically, I would like to uh, optimize my body. Or uh, another uh, a week, I want to focus on sleep. Or I want to focus on lose weight or improve performance. And for each of those goals, you will uh, most likely receive a slightly different intervention because we are trying to allow you to optimize this goal. And so there's a team of experts behind looking at your blood biomarkers and looking at your data and giving you advice based upon that? Yeah, so we have done, we developed what we call an expert system. So an expert system is basically a platform that used by experts that basically they are coming saying, hey, if uh, this person is a male uh, at the age of uh, 40 and above and his BMI is between 18 to 25 and he's a runner and his glucose is high and cholesterol is high and vitamin D is low, what is the best intervention for him? Okay, so we have a group of experts like that that do that. And those guys came, currently we have around 3,000 different interventions or different tools like that. And then those rules are actually run 
automatically via the, our uh, algorithm and basically based on the blood biomarker of the user and based on his demographic information and based on his uh, preferences, we are bubbling up the rules that are best for uh, this user. Now, the group that do that is the following. We have uh, currently a team of almost 20 scientists that working together with me and basically looking at all the peer-reviewed scientific literature and trying to uh, find what are the best interventions for each biomarker, for each group of biomarker, or for each goal, and then building the rules. And on top of that, we have a team of very high-level scientists, such as uh, David Sinclair, and I don't know if you heard about Jeff Bloomberg, and we mentioned Lenny Garante, which are the part of our uh, scientific advisory board. And this team is very involved with us. They are sending me a new papers every time that they see a paper. We are discussing about the how can we improve the quality of the recommendations, and a lot of different ways to make the platform better. So this group is uh, more helping us to take it to the next level, and the group that they're working in the team is basically doing the day-to-day and basically ex- expanding the recommendation, making them the better and more current, and maybe adding a new biomarker or a, a new a kind of test that we would like to incorporate in the future. What inspired you to start Inside Tracker? Yeah, that, that's a very good question. I think that I will need to go back a lot of years. So you can hear from my accent that I'm not a, a Native American. I actually was born and raised in uh, Israel. Yes. And at a, a very young age, a relative of mine passed away. And instead of being sad about her, I was sad about myself. And I realized that I won't live forever. And then I decided that why can't we live forever? And, and what, what are the reasons for that? And I, I, I realized that in order to try to fight the aging process and try to, uh, let's say, live forever, I need to understand better uh, what does it mean. So I decided to study biology. So I studied biology in Israel and I done my PhD thesis uh, at the Weizmann Institute in Israel. And even then I worked on aging. I worked on premature aging syndrome that's called Werner syndrome. It's an aging syndrome that basically occurs mainly in Japan, very rare, like one in eight of million people have this syndrome. And what happened is that you develop normally And at the age of 20 or so, you start age much faster. And the majority of the patients with this syndrome die at the age of 40 or so. And they look, it's someone at the age of 40 that look like 80. There are a few syndromes like that. The the worst one called progeria, Mm -hmm. which is the, it's a syndrome that actually they, uh, if I recall correctly, they died at their teens. So they are, don't even have a chance to uh, mature, uh, but immediately they start to decline. What is nice about Werner syndrome that they develop normally until the age of 18 or so and then started the decline. So yeah, there are a lot of uh, premature aging uh, syndrome like that. All of them are very rare. So I decided to study this syndrome at the Weizmann Institute in Israel. And very early I knew that I want to join uh, the lab of Leninger Rente at MIT because even then it was considered uh, the leading lab in study of aging. The Lenny study aging mainly in East at that time, and uh, I think that that was actually the time that uh, David Sinclair was in the lab. So they found the homologue of Werner syndrome in, in East and done some uh, lifespan experiment on East uh, homologue of Werner syndrome. They also found a very interesting uh, gene or protein that's called CIR2 in East, that later on become the homologue of that become CIR1 to 7 in human. CIR21 uh, to 7, right? 
Yeah, and that's actually a very big part of what David Sinclair is doing today, working on that. And they found right. that it's NAD-dependent uh, deacetylase, so that's why everyone now is so excited about NAD or increasing your NAD level in your in your uh, blood. And uh, what they also found, the lab found, that you can uh, actually activate this protein uh, using resveratrol. So that's why there are so much excitement about that. So a lot of excitement that occur in the lab. Yeah. And so I joined Lenny's lab in 2002, and that was actually a couple of years after David left the lab and uh, started his own lab in uh, at Harvard Medical School. I worked on the same protein, 31. I done a lot of interesting and uh, cool experiments. But when, when I got to MIT, I started to be exposed to the biopharmaceutical high-tech environment of Kendall Square here in Cambridge. Actually, our office is here in Kendall Square. And I started to realize that actually I might contribute more to humanity for a start my own company than being a professor in the academia that might publish two papers a year that maybe 10 other scientists will read. But I still had a lot of fun at the lab. I learned a lot. It was really exciting to work with Lenny. And I had a lot of also partnership with a lot of interesting companies uh, around. But after five years, I left the lab, started to work in the industry. And then I came with the idea for InstaTracker based on an experiment that I done in a in one of the companies that I worked in, that basically I looked at a, a caloric restriction. And caloric restriction is actually a well-known uh, regime that you can do in order to extend the lifespan in model organism. So basically, if you take a model organism and cut the amount of calories that you feed this model organism by 30 to 50%, this model organism can live up, up to 50% longer. So you can do it in yeast, you can do it in mice, you can do it in fish. And even there are some data on monkeys that show that uh, when you do that, you can extend the lifespan of that model organism. Right. So that was very exciting. And actually, it's not new. Uh, the first experiment was done in the 1930s. So it's a well-known phenomenon that you can extend the lifespan of model organism by cutting the amount of calories that you feed them. Right. But it's just and, coming uh, out now. Like people are just discovering all of this now. I mean, in the last few years. Mainstream yeah, yeah, people, it, it, right? But you're in the you're behind the scenes. I mean, this is like the work you've been doing your whole life. Exactly, exactly. So today is it's, it's starting to get main, mainstream, and I can tell you that one of my uh, employee is <laughs> I've seen him a, a couple of days ago in in the corridor, and I, and and uh, I asked him how are you doing. He said, hey, I'm doing a, a one week uh, fast. So basically, it was two days ago. It was a day four or five. And, and I was, wow, that's amazing. So today is uh, breaking its fast. So what I'm trying to say now, it's, as you said, it's very common. Everyone is doing that. And actually, there are a lot of uh, positive effects of either cutting the calories or fasting or doing intermittent fasting. I completely agree with you. It's uh, becoming mainstream. And I think that there are a lot of benefits. But still, we need to be cautious about that because I don't think that it's fit for everyone. Right. But maybe we can uh, discuss it later. Yes. So anyway, if we are going back to the genesis of InstaTracker, so I decided to try to understand what's happening under the hood with caloric restriction because everyone knows that caloric restriction extends the lifespan, but the question is why. So I decided to use a, a system biology, computation and biology method to try to understand what caloric restriction is doing, and I used the massive data for mice comparing mice that were treated with caloric restriction versus control mice. But I also have a control of a young versus old mice and also mice that were treated with resveratrol, which just to remind you, it's a, a small molecule that enrich in grapes. 
that actually uh, have been shown by David Sinclair and others to activate SIR2 or SIR1. So my assumption was that resveratrol will cover a lot of the caloric restriction effect. What I've seen in the molecular level is that neither uh, resveratrol or nor uh, young versus old mice cover all the effect, all the molecular effect that I've seen with caloric restriction. Each of them cover around 10 to 20% of the effect, but not all of it. This result was a bit puzzling for me, but it's actually told me, hey, Gil, uh, the best caloric restriction mimetic, resveratrol only cover 10 to 20%. So let's say that the second best caloric restriction mimetic might cover 10%, and the third best maybe 5%. So I will need maybe 20 or 30 or 50 different small molecules in order to mimic caloric restriction. And then I said, okay, so if we need so many, and it's a small molecule, and it's drug, and uh, I really don't like drug. I, I prefer to take real food. Why can't we use a food as a drug of choice and try to feed to all of us the right food that's good for us, not based on what a men's magazine or women's magazine saying, but based on what's happening inside our body? So basically, starting what we today call a personalized nutrition. Feed to you the best food for you, based on uh, what your body really needs, uh, based on the indica indication of your genetics, on your blood, and your, and your physiology. So that basically was the genesis of the company. That's great. So at Inside Tracker, you look at up to 43 biomarkers and make nutritional and health recommendations from a holistic perspective. I always wonder why doctors don't do this. It's nearly impossible to have them check biomarkers beyond the basics like cholesterol and vitamin D. They certainly don't offer preventative insight. Why is this, do you think? Yeah, yeah I think that it's a great question. Uh, I think that there is a fundamental issue with the way that we train uh, our uh, physicians. Yes. And the way that we are currently using physicians. So physicians were trained and currently are used actually to screen you, you are sick or healthy. If you are sick, they know very well what to do with you. But if you are healthy, they don't have the tool and they haven't been trained to come and tell you you are super healthy or somehow healthy or are the cause of being sick. They basically have a very nice black and white level. You are white, basically you are okay, kick you out of the office and say you are okay. I don't, I don't know what to do with you. If you are sick, then they will use drug and they know a lot of information and can do a lot. Right. In addition to that, if you look at the training of a, a physician, and we looked at that uh, very carefully, the average uh, physician in a, a med school gets only around 18 hours during all of his uh, training career of uh, nutrition training. So they receive a very little amount of nutrition training. So if it's someone like you that is a bit more educated in nutrition, you might have more information and knowledge about nutrition than the average physician. So they don't have the right tools, and also they haven't been trained to do that. And also the healthcare system doesn't ask them to do that, because right. if you think about our health insurance provider, yes. they are looking at you or me, which are awfully healthy, as someone that will be under their umbrella for the next, I don't know, two and a half years, because the average American change job every two and a half years. Yeah. So if you are healthy today, 
Why should they invest money on you, which you might be sick in five years, but then what's likely will be under the umbrella of a different healthcare provider? So there are a lot of reasons why <laughs> why they don't have an incentive to, to train the physician or to demand them to do the job of uh, what Instant Tracker is doing. So if you look at the uh, Instant Tracker, we are not trying to diagnose or treat disease. We are actually for the side of people like you and me that are healthy right. and trying to be better and uh, improve performance, runs uh, marathon faster, uh, improve their uh, triathlon uh, uh, result, improve the quality of the life, age better, and so on. So that's what we are trying to do. We are not, if you are sick, you shouldn't come to us. You should go to the physician. We right. think that they are doing a great job with that. But if you want to prevent yourself to become sick, yeah, you should come to us because right. we really believe that we can help you to stay healthy. Right, because you are providing information about what's happening in your blood. And if there is a red flag or there's something that is going on, you will see that. And your system is very tailored. I feel like when you go to the lab and you get your blood work done, there's this very broad spectrum of what is healthy and what is not healthy. Like when you look at, when you go to the doctor and you get your regular blood work done, you get your results back from like a quest or whatever. Like, I don't know where their, what their pool of the spectrum is of like what's low and what's not low based on, you know, your age or if you're a man, woman. But I don't think it's as detailed as what you're offering at Inside Tracker. I think your system is very different for someone like especially for my listeners who are very health conscious and looking to slow down or reverse the aging process that understand epigenetics that know that if your glucose is high, you can fix all of those things with food and nutrition. And so you just have to be able to understand like what you need to do. And you offer that at Inside Tracker. Yeah, yeah. So, so let, let me try to explain that. So when you receive your uh, results from the lab, right. let's assume that you went to the lab. What is the lab giving you is the normal range. Right. And the normal range is most likely uh, calculated via uh, looking at uh, thousands of Americans that basically were tested with the same marker. And uh, usually it doesn't uh, look at age or gender. So it's, uh, they are pulling all of them together. And basically looking at two standard deviations from the mean, above and below, and that's basically the, the normal range, okay? Right. Uh, so it, it's a very clear-cut, not evidence-based, but basically statistic tool that they, they are using to find the, the normal range. In addition, when you receive this result, it's very hard for you to understand because uh, there are a lot of weird names like ALT and GGT and uh, uh, HSCRP and SHBG, a lot of names that are scary. Uh, average American doesn't understand what does it mean. And there is no explanation. So basically, the lab built it in a way that uh, the physician that is uh, trained well will know to say, oh, your ALT is high, meaning you have uh, liver damage. Your uh, HSCRP is high, so you have uh, inflammation. But when you receive the data from the lab or from your physician in, in an envelope, it's very hard for you to understand what, does it, what is the market, what does it mean that I'm high or low, and what, what should you do with that? Right. What we are doing is... We are keeping this normal range, and we think that this normal range is important to know. And if you are below or above the normal range, then we'll recommend you to go to the physician and, uh, and talk with him or her, because that's something that we consider medical. And again, right. we said we don't want to cross the barrier and uh, become medical. But if you are uh, inside the, the normal range, we strongly believe that it doesn't make sense that male and female, young and old, couch potato or a marathon runner, someone that drink a lot of alcohol or a monk, all of us will receive the same uh, normal range. 
So we developed what we call an optimal range. So based on your age and gender and ethnicity and athletic activity and the amount of alcohol that you drink, we are uh, giving you your own optimal range. And then if you are above or below this optimal range, we'll give you some recommendation of uh, food, supplement, exercise, and lifestyle changes that, we'll, uh, that a peer-reviewed scientific paper showed that can allow you to bring your value inside this optimal. So in simplicity, that's what we are doing. And I think that what we are, in a way, what we are doing is we are empowering the average person, the more educated person, to receive more information and then take his wellness and performances in his own hand and hopefully live a, a better, longer life. Inside Tracker offers, there's different programs. So you can look at up to 43 different biomarkers. It also, if anyone listening has done, you know, 23andMe or wants to do DNA testing, you guys also do that. And you put it all together in one dashboard and look at everything in one space. Yeah, so I think that w- what you said is correct. I just want to add, yes, you can uh, test with us and uh, we can send you to a lab. But then another way that you can do is if you have the data from your physician, you can actually upload the data. And we have a platform that extracts the data from the piece of paper and uh, populate it into our uh, platform. So you don't have to go to the lab in order to use InstaTracker. You can use a formal lab test result that you have from your physician. The same with the DNA, as you said, if you've done a 23 me or Ancestry, you can upload this result. That's amazing. Yeah, so you can upload the 23 me and Ancestry result. But if you don't have it, if you haven't done it, we just launched our own DNA platform, DNA Array. So you can test with us. And what is nice about our DNA array is that we have 800,000 different single nucleotide polymorphisms. It's like a small marker on the DNA. But we added on top of that 1,200 markers that are very relevant for saying whether you have a predisposition to have a gluten intolerance or a predisposition to have a low vitamin D basically a risk to have low vitamin D or risk to have gluten intolerance or whether you are a more cardio athlete than strength athlete. We currently have around 20 something different course like that that they combine from a lot of those names. And we are working now to add 50 more that most of them are only in our array because the other array haven't looked at this specific direction. So our array or DNA kit that we are having will give you much more insight in the future. Today, data from 23andMe and Ancestry will give you almost everything that our array is having. So we are very happy to have a user uploading their data. We are not trying to force you to use our array. Yes. We think that the data there is great. But in, on top of that, we are now started pilot of adding activity tracker data oh. and currently it's a uh, currently it's only with Fitbit because uh, that's the uh, platform that we traditionally started to work with but we can look at your uh, sleep and more specifically REM sleep deep sleep awake time we can look at your uh, resting heart rate we can look at different kind of activities and give you recommendations specific for those uh, what we call physiological data but also combine that together with the blood and DNA So basically, we are trying to get as much information about you. DNA is once in a lifetime because DNA is not changing. Our blood is every few, a few times a year or maybe even once a year. And then the activity tracker data, it's every day or maybe every millisecond. And all of that can allow us to know what is your potential, what is the big picture via the blood, 
And what are the uh, small changes between the blood tests that we can receive from the activity tracker? Someone like me can have this great dashboard of everything that's happening. And if I'm training for a marathon or if I'm training for a triathlon, my iron levels might be low or I might need to increase my glucose or I might need to could look at whether I'm a fast twitch athlete or an endurance athlete. And I actually know that I'm a fast twitch athlete, but <laughs> I don't do any sprinting. I'm mostly doing endurance races, which I need to re-examine now. Also, Inside Tracker offers a look at what your inner age is. So can you tell me a little bit about that inner age feature that Inside Tracker offers? Yes. As uh, I discussed, hopefully not too long, <laughs> I'm uh, really fascinated about longevity and, and try to live longer and basically also improve the, improve the quality of life because all of us want to live longer, but it doesn't make sense to live uh, to 90 if in the last 20 years you'll be in a nursery home. Yeah. So it's much, uh, uh, much more important to live until the end and be still functional and work and have fun and run marathon or do whatever you like to do. So we decided to try to build a one number that we call it an inner age that can summarize all the markers that are related uh, to longevity. So we spent a couple of years on that, me and my team, and uh, David Sinclair was involved in the development of that, and Lenny Garento was involved in the development of that. And the idea is, let's look at each of those markers that are uh, really relevant for longevity, such as uh, glucose and uh, inflammation and liver health, and we found the relationship with vitamin D, and some hormones such as testosterone and DHEAS, and also look at a few uh, physiological markers and combine all of that to one score that will give you what is your inner age. So what, uh, based on the uh, biomarkers that we are looking at, what those biomarkers are showing us about your current age, okay? Right. Again, I'm not trying to say that uh, this inner age is something that you need to look at it like the Torah that came from Moses in Mount Sinai. No, uh -huh. it's not. But it's giving you an indication of whether uh, what is happening in your body making you older or younger than what you are today. And then based on that, we are giving you some recommendation of what should you do in order to make your inner age uh, younger. Right. So the biomarkers are glucose, inflammation, vitamin D, testosterone, DHEAS. Yeah. Yeah. And so how often, so you would do this test and then someone would find out what their inner age is. And do you think that as you get older, you can get younger? Is that sort of the premise behind that? No, again, what, what, uh, what's happening is that we have the, there if you do uh, enough tests and you're doing it long enough, you can see that you have a line of, linear line of your age that's starting to trickling up. So you start I don't know, at the age of uh, 35 and then you've done it again at the age of uh, 36 and 37. So this line is going, starting to go slowly but surely going higher and higher. And what we are trying to do is that then you, end the, you have the line of, the progress line of the inner age. And the goal is always that the inner age should be lower than your chronological age. And to do that, every time it might be different. One time, it could be that, uh, I don't know, you had a few weeks of parting, and then suddenly your glucose is going higher, or, uh, I don't know, you, uh, you got injured, so your inflammation got higher, or uh, you had a, a different kind of party and you drank a lot of alcohol, so your liver enzyme are higher. So basically, every time it can pinpoint to the current issue that you have today that can help you later on to live longer. Because if you have a high liver enzyme, for example, that actually signals that your liver uh, is have some problem. And now, uh, if the, it's a bit higher, you can you can solve it and, and uh, fix it for the long run. But if you will continue to have a chronic uh, liver issue, that's 
definitely can uh, shorten your life. Right. The same with glucose. If the glucose will go higher enough, then you will become a diabetic. And there are a lot of peer-reviewed publications that show that diabetics are significantly living shorter than populations that are not diabetic. Tell me a little bit more about blood glucose. You know, I know that that's such an important indicator of your health and longevity. So maybe what's happening in the body when it's high and when it's low and what other things you kind of need to look at when your glucose is high and when it's low. Yeah, so the glucose is basically a form of sugar or energy that our body can easily use in order to produce energy. Uh, so someone like you that run marathons need to use a lot of glucose, especially when you are running, uh, in order to uh, support your body. But uh, also the, our brain is using a lot of the glucose, and uh, especially when you are uh, in a rest time, when like now that when I'm talking with you, maybe 50% of the current glucose consumption is going to my brain and not to my body. So right. it's a very, very important source of energy. And when the, the glucose uh, is high, or let's let's uh, back up uh, for a second. So the cells in the body uh, know to accept or use the glucose when they are uh, seeing a hormone called uh, insulin. So when the glucose is going high, a cell in uh, our pancreas that's called the beta cells uh, uh, produce uh, insulin, and the insulin signal to the to the cells to uh, basically absorb the glucose and basically use it. Now, if the, the glucose is high in the bloodstream all the time, or you have a lot of high peak of uh, glucose, what happens is that, again, the, the cells in the pancreas that uh, produce the uh, insulin are producing more and more insulin. Right. Okay? And it's like, think about, uh, let's think about it like an engine. Okay? So you yes. have an engine that's running and running and running and running and running, Without having any rest. So you know that when the engine is running and running, at the end of the day, uh, the engine will fail. Yes. So when the engine is fail, you don't have insulin anymore. The body cannot produce insulin. And then uh, the level of the glucose in the body is going in the bloodstream is going even higher. Right. Okay. Yes. And that can make a lot of damage. And that's actually uh, one of the kind of diabetes that you have uh, the uh, beta cells in the pancreas cannot produce insulin. So in order to keep us in a, in, in, in a good way, we need to uh, try to maintain the glucose in, the, in as lower level as possible. Again, not zero, but a lower level as possible uh, during the day and during the time in order to not overwork the body. Right. And when you eat a lot or when you... Uh, not uh, taking care of your uh, body well or when uh, there is a, there, there are a lot of correlation for example bef- between poor sleep and higher uh, glucose so there are a lot of things that you can do using a nutrition intervention or using a lifestyle intervention that you ca- can actually help yourself to maintain the glucose better right and there are a, a lot of correlation between the level of glucose at a relatively young age and the uh, longevity of specific population I can give you an example. There was a study in a small town in, in Massachusetts called the Frenningham, and it's called Frenningham Heart Study. So they basically look at the population of this town and they sample them every few years. And part of it was sampling the level of glucose. And then they, they, they are still following actually this population. I think that it's more than 50 years since they started. And they, then when they done a study and look at the try to compare the level of glucose, the level of glucose in different ages, 
and try to look then on the mortality, when this population, what was the longevity of this population, they've seen that there is a strong correlation between the level of glucose in young age. Let's assume that at the age of 35, your glucose was 80, mm-hmm. versus someone that at age of 35, his glucose was 90, or a population that their glucose was 100, and they've seen a, a strong correlation. The lower the glucose, the better the longevity, or the longer is the longevity. Okay. So basically, using that data, we can come and go back and say, hey, this person is uh, 35 years old, his glucose is X, is a male or female. And based on that, we can come and calculate, okay, this uh, level can influence the inner age by five years uh, above or five years uh, below. Okay? Okay. And then we are doing that for glucose and doing that for all the other markers. We are combining them all together and then we are coming with one number that telling you what is your inner age. I think it's important for people to understand glucose. The majority of the, of the population have either a high glucose or very high glucose. And the reason for that is uh, our society. If you look at that, uh, <laughs> we are living next to the refrigerator. So yeah. uh, most of us are eating from, I don't know, uh, the moment that they are waking up to the mo- moment that they are going to sleep. And we are not sleeping a lot. So maybe 18 hours a day or so we are uh, eating and eating and eating. Yeah. And again, uh, when you eat, your uh, pancreas uh, should produce the insulin. We don't sleep enough. A lot of us eating processed food. And the processed food usually is uh, very low in fiber. Right. A fiber is, is a very good macronutrient that allows the body to buffer or to make the peak of the glucose less sharp. A lot of our life, lifestyle and nutrition and the way and we are having a lot of stress and stress also increased cortisol, which increases the glucose level. So our lifestyle today is, the, is not very good. And because of that, we are uh, having a lot of issue with high glucose. Uh, but the good news is a lot of that is, as I said, it's a lifestyle. So right, we so can, you can uh, change it. It's we epigenetics. Can, uh, we can change it. Yeah. And that's, that's where InstaTracker can help you. It can allow you based on the level of glucose, but not only glucose. We focus on glucose, but we are mo- looking at your body in a holistic way. So there are 40 or so other markers that we are looking at. We are finding what is the situation, and then based on that, giving you intervention. I can give an example for if you are a relatively young woman that is a runner, I think that a lot of that population that assume that you have some some of that audience, they have a different issue that not a lot of them know about it. Young women that are heavily athletic active, they have a lot of issue with iron. Yes. And the, the, the iron is low, and most of them don't know about it. And when your iron is low, so uh, you, it's very hard for you to transfer oxygen from the lungs to the muscle, but also to the brain, because the oxygen helps you to build the hemoglobin, which on the, on the red blood cells catch the oxygen and transfer it to, in the bloodstream to the cell. So you can compromise your athletic performance, but you can also compromise your performance at work because your brain doesn't receive enough oxygen. And that's something that it's pretty easy to, to solve. Now, why I'm saying that it's athletic active women, because on top of the monthly cycle that they have, also when you run a lot, you tend to have a micro uh, bleeding in your gut. So when you are running, uh, especially running a lot, uh, you tend to lose uh, some small amount of blood every time that you are uh, running. And uh, if you are running a lot, the amount of blood that you lose can be uh, significant. And if you don't eat enough food that is uh, high with iron, 
for example, if you are a veggie eater and you are not supplementing with iron, other uh, iron-rich food or with a real supplement of iron supplement, you might get to a situation that you compromise not only your performance, but also your health. What are some good sources of iron that are actually able to be digested by our bodies at the level of what we need as runners or as athletes? So, so that's, that's a good question. So the best source of iron is basically meat because there you have a lot of hemoglobin-related iron or hem-related iron. So that's a, a very good source of iron. It's also, by the way, a good source of vitamin B12. Okay. And uh, and uh, usually uh, someone that eats uh, veggie food. And actually, there was a, a, a an interesting uh, movie on Netflix about uh, uh, people that uh, uh, like uh, uh, high level athletes that are uh, eating a veggie food. And uh, and uh, there is now a high uh, debate about can a veggie eater can be a good athlete? I'm saying yeah, definitely can. But you, you need to be sure that he, he, all the markers are optimized. So if you yes. are a veggie eater, you need to be very careful about what kind of, what kind of uh, food you eat in order to compensate for uh, not eating meat or maybe taking supplements. Right. So, so there are several different kinds of, uh, let's say, veggie-related uh, food that you can eat. I'm sure that all of you have seen uh, Popeye, the young age, so uh, spinach is uh, uh, relatively high with iron. You have wheat germ, you have soybean, peanut butter, beans are good, artichoke is good. So, so there, there are uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, different kind of food that uh, 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 can help you with iron. And again, uh, if, you, if uh, one of your audience want to, uh, to read more, we have a lot of uh, blog at InstaTravel about that. Uh, uh, we have in the team a lot of uh, athletic active uh, uh, women, and they are uh, writing uh, excellent blogs about that. So I think that uh, that's a, a, a specific issue. I think that's a big issue. I would say that maybe even yeah. 30% of, uh, of the uh, young uh, 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 women runner have this issue, and, and also male runners have this issue. So around 10% of the male runners have this issue. Right. Um, uh, but uh, again, 10% and 30%, maybe you have it, maybe you don't have it. So the only way to know is to test, and the best two markers to, to find it are uh, testing your hemoglobin and testing your ferritin. Um, I just did that. So those, yeah, so, so those are two markers, but if you want to go even uh, more than that, you can test when we have around 10 other markers that are related to iron. So iron is so important that we uh, dedicated almost 10 markers just to look at the iron metabolism to understand it better. You know, how often, if somebody wants to get started with Inside Tracker, you have different plans, right? So you have the ultimate plan, you have essentials, you have the home kit, you have inner age, you have DIY. You know, when, when someone signs up for Inside Tracker, like how often do you think they should be, you know, testing their blood and what kits do you think are, are better for some people? Like I know a lot of athletes would really be into this because, yeah. you know, as athletes, yeah, we're so, always looking at like how we can get better. Yeah. So, so I can tell you the following. I'll show you that the minimum of the minimum is once a year. You should do yes. it at least once a year. And uh, as I said before, you don't have to buy the test from us. You can uh, uh, basically upload the data from your early uh, physical from your physician. 
Uh, you won't have all the markers, but you'll have something. So, and I always say something is better than nothing. Right. Um, so you can start with that. And then uh, it depends on your uh, budget and depends on your needs. So I can tell you that uh, we are working with uh, uh, the military and professional uh, teams, and they are doing it uh, uh, even four times a year. Right. To be sure right. that uh, uh, everything is, uh, is good. Uh, and they are usually using the ultimate, as you said, the, the plane that have everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that uh, if you are a performance athlete, like recreational performance athlete, and uh, I don't know, you're training to, uh, for a marathon in a couple of months, I think that uh, it's very good to have a baseline before it to see exactly what's happening and try to take care of that because that will help you hopefully uh, improve your performance, not because we are thinking that you might not run faster than your potential, but will allow you to get your, to your potential. So if you have low iron and your potential is, I don't know, three hours a marathon, you, you won't do three hours when you don't have enough iron because you won't have the uh, optimal amount of, of oxygen in your muscle. So I would recommend to do it uh, a couple of months before the competition that you are training to. And then uh, also doing it after it, I would say, I don't know, uh, maybe a few weeks after to be sure that uh, you haven't uh, depleted your body from uh, anything. I want to say that it's not only to improve performance, it's also to prevent injury. Yes. Because if you don't have enough vitamin D, your uh, bones might be prone to fractures. So I think that optimizing your body will allow you also to prevent injuries and hopefully also prevent sickness because if you can see that... uh, your uh, inflammation starting to be higher, you can uh, deal with that. So basically what we are doing here, we are allowing you to see asystematic issue before they're becoming systematic. So basically something that is still small will allow you to fix it before you will be big and then you will feel it. As an athlete, like I'm looking at doing races all year round. So I'm always looking at, you know, one of the things that from my nutrition is that I look at like, you know, when I'm doing certain workouts, like how much I sweat. So I know how much hydration and how much nutrition I need when I'm out on the course based on calories in, calories out. But this takes it kind of to the next level where you could look at like, you know, now say I'm doing a marathon in five months, I could do the blood work, see where I'm at and see what I need to increase. If I need more iron, I eat more spinach, eat more lentils, whatever I'm eating, you know, if my blood sugar is one way or, you know, what's going on and like where I can improve. And then after the race, you can look and see what you lost or where you are. And then you can use that information for future races and even more streamline your nutrition and your diet and like what you're doing to get it right. I mean, of course, you never can get it perfect, but... Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And we are, uh, if you look at that, we are a very, very complex machine. And at the end of the day, we are uh, maybe treating our cars better than we are treating ourselves. We are sending it to the technician every 5,000 miles. He's yes. uh, plugging a computer into the uh, the car, the computer telling the technician exactly what he needs to do, and then he do it, and then the car is good for another 5,000 miles, yes. and then he do it again and again and again. We are not, uh, other than InstaTracker, we are not doing it. So I see InstaTracker as exactly the, the computer and the technician. We plug a needle to, into your vein, and we extract the liquid gold called blood. Yes. That's actually telling us exactly what are the issues that you have in the body. We are giving you recommendation, eat more that and less of that, uh, exercise more, take a rest, uh, swim instead of running once a week, whatever you, our algorithm is telling you to do. Yeah. And then you do that, but then you need to test again 
first to see that the intervention really worked, and second, because we are so complex machine, maybe other part of the body suddenly need an attention. Yeah. So, 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 so that's what is InstaTracker, is the diagnostic that allow you to take action and basically optimize your body in order to be as good as, it's, uh, as it can and uh, basically prevent or uh, delay as much as we can the need to have a, a medical intervention. How does it work? Because in New York City, I cannot walk into a Quest lab and get my blood taken. So do you have labs that work with you in different states where... You yeah. don't need a referral from the doctor to go? Yeah, in, in New York, the New York State and a few other states have a regulation that actually make it hard to, for a direct-to-consumer company to sell in those states. But in, uh, other than uh, New York, New Jersey, and Rhode Island, in all the other states, we are uh, freely available. So you can basically come to our website, buy a plan, go to the lab. We are currently working with a lab called Quest Diagnostic. Right. Uh, they have around thousand clinics all over the U.S. You go there, get tested. A few days later, the result coming to our uh, servers. The data is uh, uploaded to your account. You can see it on your smartphone or your uh, uh, computer and basically follow the recommendation. Mm-hmm. In, New York, you can, in New York, you can still uh, 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 upload your result for your physician or any other result that you have. Unfortunately, it's not easy to operate in New York. Well, I mean, there's a lot of places that are close to New York that people could go if they really want to do it, right? I mean, you know, they could come to Boston, for example. (laughs) You know, I just know like athletes will do what it takes to get what they need. (laughs) So I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs and listeners are kind of, they're already listening to this podcast. They're going to, they're going to figure that out. You know, it's just, it's just part of the process. As an entrepreneur and someone who is working in a space that's very that's very high tech, how hard is it to convince people that what you're talking about and what you're doing is the future of health and wellness? And what kind of pushback have you gotten? And how do you, as an entrepreneur, keep going forward? Yeah, so I think that's a very good question. And actually, last summer, we celebrated the 10 years anniversary of the company. And I remember that 10 years ago, nine years ago, when I I was trying to convince investors and partners and customers to use InstaTracker, everyone looked at me as a crazy guy. And when I'm doing it today, it's completely the opposite. Everyone looking at me as a visionary. Okay, oh, you have seen it uh, 10 years ago, and uh, everyone now understands that uh, personal nutrition is the future. So what I'm saying is uh, to be an entrepreneur, you need to be uh, resilient and basically believe in what you are doing and also find the right people that believe in what you do and support you. So I can say that uh, David Sinclair, for example, I remember when I came to his office uh, maybe 10 years ago and told him about my idea, and I knew David very well before that. He came to me and said, hey, Gil, actually uh, what you are describing to me is an idea that I want to start a company on. But I I really uh, trust you and like you, so I I want to join you. Okay, so you need to find, when you start, a few people that really believe in what you are doing and like what you are doing and basically want to uh, join you. And that's the support that you need. And then uh, to change the world is not easy. Uh, There are a lot of barriers and a lot of, uh, I would say, people or uh, organizations 
that they have the interest to block you to operate uh, or to do stuff. Uh, the example of New York is a great example. Yeah. There, are yeah. some, there are some groups that have benefits of not having uh, such a, a, a service in New York. And, uh, and that's why uh, we have this situation. And uh, that will change. It won't stay forever. Seeing that you're developing this concept to help people with health and wellness, what do you do? Like, what's your health and wellness or fitness routine? Like, what's your activity that that fuels you for success as you build this platform for audiences and consumers around the world? Yes, that's a very good question. I'm uh, trying to maintain my glucose. Again, it's not... By the way, I, I'm, uh, I've tested with uh, the Ultimate multiple times, and uh, I'm happy to report that uh, none of my biomarkers right now are uh, out of the normal, which is, I think it's a nice achievement, but I still have around six biomarkers that are not optimized, and one of them is the fasting glucose. So one thing that uh, I'm doing is I'm uh, doing what is called intermittent fasting, so I'm trying not to eat before 8 a.m. and not to eat after uh, 7 p.m. Usually I'm also trying to not to eat even later than 10 a.m. and not before 7 p.m. And so I'm doing that, and uh, I think that that's a pretty easy intervention when you get used to that. But I want to say that it's not good for someone that exercising in the morning. So I'm trying to exercise in the afternoon. So if you go to I don't know, a long run of an hour run, you need to eat something before that. Right. Um, so for the endurance crowd that's listening to you, I just want to say that. I also try to or trying to introduce much more fiber again to uh, optimize my uh, glucose. So I'm eating uh, oatmeal and uh, and uh, berries and uh, other food that uh, all grain, uh, grain uh, and so on. Related to the uh, lifestyle, I am trying to, uh, very hard to, uh, to sleep as much as I can and trying to work on my sleep hygiene also to maintain my glucose but also reduce my stress and I have a bit of inflammation. I'm doing that. Uh, exercise related, again, uh, also life, uh, lifestyle. Again, I, I've seen that uh, I have a bit higher inflammation and, and my glucose is high and it might be because of my sleep efficiency. So I'm trying to do as much as I can uh, yoga. I, I really believe that we, we have a lot of data that show that yoga can uh, make you more calm. But also part of it is uh, also part of the yoga session that I'm doing is ended by some uh, meditation. I think that that's also helping me to be more calm, and it's uh, it's quite important. I also take a few supplements, a couple of them more for glucose. Uh, traditionally, my uh, B12 is uh, low, and I see it in my blood, so I'm taking uh, some B12, and uh, also my uh, vitamin D is low if I'm not taking uh, vitamin uh, D supplementation, so I'm supplementing that. So vitamin D, do you take metformin, or you don't? No, so I'm not. I'm a, a bit... Uh, <laughs> more conservative. I know that a lot of uh, scientists in the aging-related field taking metformin. They used to take resveratrol in the past and some of them taking NAD booster and all of that. I uh, am trying to be a bit more conservative and I'm waiting to see more data in humans before I start doing that. Okay. Uh, But that's me. I'm I'm, I'm a bit more conservative. That's okay. I mean, everybody has their own. I haven't started taking any of those things. I probably will just take the NAD booster and resveratrol and then I definitely need to take vitamin D that I know yeah. from my blood. So, but it's interesting what you say about fiber because I don't really see myself eating a lot of fiber and I definitely think I need to. 
especially as an athlete. So that's interesting. Yeah, meditation is amazing. Yoga is amazing. So I, I definitely, you're on the right track. Yeah, and, and I think that especially for an endurance athlete, and I see, I know a lot of them, they are underestimating the, the value of yoga and meditation. And they're also doing some cross training, like lifting a bit weight. And I think that it's very important for uh, everyone to try doing some more versatile uh, work. Uh, yeah, you are a runner. They do running I know, four times a week, but uh, you should do uh, at least one session of yoga a week if you can, and at least once a week uh, lift a bit of weight because you, you cannot uh, ignore the other muscle in your body. You need to give them some attention. Yeah, agreed. I mean, 100%. Back to Inside Tracker. What are some of the things that you and those at Inside Tracker are working on now that maybe have you haven't rolled out yet that really are exciting you? So I think that the most exciting uh, part is a, a combination, a real combination of the blood DNA and activity tracker. So uh, I have a, a big team in the science team that are doing that. We are working on the in the product. We are working on that, and and I think that that will be a, a very exciting tool that will allow you to basically have a way to see your body in a holistic way and understand based on the uh, DNA, blood, and the a physiological marker, what's happening in your body, and to see the action reaction. So that's something that we are spending a lot of time. It's very hard. Uh, I'm actually working on that in the last few years, and, and uh, still there is a lot of work to do. But hopefully uh, in 2020, we will uh, launch the first product of that. Another uh, project that is very exciting, I don't have a real name for that. We call it the nutrition solution internally. Yes. And the idea is based on uh, all the data that you gave us and all the biomarkers, to uh, come and tell you what are the, focusing on food, what are the uh, foods that you should eat more and more or less, and also plot it into daily and weekly menu, and from that uh, extract a shopping list that you can take into your uh, favorite grocery store and buy the right ingredients. So oh, that's so awesome. That's something, again, that I don't think that anyone is doing a good job there. Any, yeah. I don't see any good tool there, especially that is very personalized, that they're looking into your biomarkers. I think that we have a good opportunity. Again, I'm working on that in the last few years, and it's not easy, but I think that we are making progress, and hopefully in 2020 we'll launch it as well. How many people are using Inside Track? We are, we are in tens of thousands, and we are growing significantly, so we are growing very fast. That's awesome, because I feel like this is this is definitely the future. This has been great. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. It's As I said before, it's great to work with an open-minded visionary, and it was a pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. <laughs>